Hey, Caleb. <laughs> All right, we're just switching roles for this one. Desert's doing one, Desert's doing some weird things to you, eh? <laughs> yeah. How long have we been out here? Um, a long time. A few months, I think. <laughs> but it's but the only really... warm place. It's all we can do, you know. Yes, and uh, this is something we're going to talk about today. It actually kind of is. the whole reason of why we're here and why we've been here for so long. You'll... Not in those terms, but you'll get the gist yeah, by the end of it. Yes, you'll figure <laughs> out why. Yes. So today's episode is mainly we're going to be talking about van life tips or things to consider maybe if you're thinking about living on the road. Yeah. Because obviously there's lots of different options when it comes to living on the road, which we will go over. Yes. But you can and get... also lots of different options in how you're on the road, which mm-hmm. we're also going to cover pros and cons of different types of rigs in another episode that's coming. Yes. But this tip is, I mean, this episode is more specifically kind of based around our experience of living in the van we've been in. And things that we had to consider and like still have to consider, I would say. Still. Some yeah. of them I don't think we considered until after the fact. <laughs> yes. And now it's something we can consider. So basically we've come <laughs> up, we should consider. So basically we've come up with kind of three questions to think about in in terms of when and how and where. <laughs> why, how, and, and where. Why, how, and where mm-hmm. uh, before you get into a life on the road yes. such as we have been. Yes. So let's start with why. I feel like that's a good one. I think it's the biggest one. Yeah. uh, Because, um, I mean, everyone's going to ask you, why are you doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you living in a van? And there's several different reasons. I mean, living in a van. Reeses. Reeses. Several different reasons. I mean, living in a van or living in an RV or an Airstream, any other type of, or a truck, any other type of living on the road, you're always going to get asked why. And I think, I think too, if you do decide this might be something you want to pursue in some sort of capacity, you're obviously going to have to ask yourself, why do I want to do this? There could be a few reasons. It could be for the minimalism aspect of it. Maybe you just like the idea of not having a lot of things, not having a big house. And It's pretty awesome telling, well, one, just having the fact, but then telling everyone, like, everything I own is right there in that. Yeah. In that car house. Yeah, in that car house. <laughs> in that car house over there. But, uh, yeah, minimalism is a big thing, especially since I've been reading Thoreau. But, yeah, keep yeah. going. Minimalism is could be one reason. Travel could definitely be another. Obviously, when you um, live in a vehicle that is also your car and your house, you the doors are just wide open for travel because you, your home is now mobile. You have nowhere stationary that you really, like, have to be. Yeah, I mean, you you can go and live anywhere. We've talked about driving up to Alaska and living. We've talked we've talked about driving down to Chile. We've had people who've lived in Mexico that we've met on the road. Like the, the you can live in the desert. You can live up in the mountains. Everyone's in Denver was dreaming of living in the mountains, and we lived in the mountains all summer, and we're mm-hmm. going back. Yeah, we are definitely which I'm going pumped back. about. Not right now, but though. it's like if you want to travel and see a lot of cool spots, this is a way. This this lifestyle grants access to kind of unlimited opportunities unless you come across an ocean because then you will need a boat then you'll get stopped then you'll get stopped (laughs) so hawaii we're coming for you we'll figure it out (laughs) we'll figure out how to get to hawaii yes and australia and new zealand and iceland in the van Uh, so if anyone has tips on that you can let us know because we don't know how to do that but another cool thing with the travel aspect too is 
you know, if you are thinking maybe you want to relocate and live somewhere different, but you're not quite sure where, you could, like, temporarily travel around in some sort of van or RV and, like, get to know a bunch of different areas. Because we kind of touched on this in actually our last episode. Uh We talk about how we feel like we've lived in a few different spots across the U.S. But really, in some of these places, we've probably stayed there, like, three weeks total, like Moab. But you feel like you really have lived there because you are so immersed in the land and in the weather and in the, I mean, everything really in that spot. There's nothing blocking you from living there. No. And like we had another thing I just thought about was like we had to use the city to get our resources for living. Like it became our, our hub for as many, even though, even if it was only three weeks, we were still going there weekly, bi-weekly as a source for provisions, rations. We got to know the ins and outs driving around the city, like Mm -hmm. where the cheapest diesel gas was or where we can find a vegan breakfast spot or which cafe has best Wi-Fi or is Uh there a TV showing sports games if we want to see it. So like sports games, (laughs) Titans games, sorry, (laughs) more specifically Titans games. Um, But yeah, you kind of just really get to know a city, even though you're like living on the outskirts of it. But um, and then especially since we've been around Tucson, Tucson Mm -hmm. for like three months, like definitely feel I mean, I feel like I can say I lived in Tucson. Yeah, you definitely get to know the areas that you're living in. So if you do have, you know, this longing to live somewhere new but aren't quite sure yet, a temporary life on the road could be a great way to figure that out. Yeah. In addition to maybe you just want to see a lot of cool spots and it does open the door for that. Or maybe you just want to live a very minimalistic life. You end up You end up buying a house and then you just want to fill the house with stuff. And while the van, you still do that. And you we fill are, the van with stuff. You fill the van with stuff. The van is very full of stuff. <laughs> Some stuff that we haven't touched since we moved into the van, though, which is still kind of crazy. Yeah, we need to um, do a little. We're always talking about how we could go give away stuff to Goodwill, which we need to do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's just, I think the why is what you start with. Like, I mean, it was, a, it was it's not an easy transition from, I lived in a house setting Mm -hmm. a stable house setting even though i moved houses moved box structures the box was stationary in a city for like 30 years of my life Mm -hmm. and now everything has been uprooted so Mm -hmm. knowing your why and being able to connect to like why why are you doing this why are we out here under ragged top mountain amongst hundreds thousands of towering saguaros recording this podcast know your why (laughs) <laughs> that's a henry two thing yes. but i think it's a big thing here like why are you getting into it it is because especially i mean we'll go into this later if you're deciding to go full-time or part-time but definitely if you're deciding to go full-time it's not like you were saying it's not an easy transition and so having a strong why is really important in those really challenging times because i think we both have moments where it's like this is re- this is really hard yeah. mentally and physically and it's like we didn't have these kind of problems before we moved into the van and you're like why are we doing this to ourselves yeah i still have those daily <laughs> yeah yeah they come daily so it's that's why this is number one mm-hmm. consider consider why you're doing it as number one because yeah they come daily you got to constantly kind of realign to to and be honestly one thing that helps and i think you're really good at this is being uh like grateful like mm-hmm disciplinary or like making a discipline to be grateful for Mm -hmm. like what we're around and like what the the lifestyle brings yeah 
Yeah, it helps. <laughs> it helps. I mean, it's like look at the sunset every night where we're at. Yeah. And, or just like go on a hike. I found a new phrase for it. Well, I didn't find it. I heard it from Jen Pasiloff. She's the one who Jen? came up with this. She calls it beauty hunting. Beauty hunting. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, in those moments where you're having one of those, why the hell did we, like, we didn't have these problems before. Like, life was so much more comfortable or yep. our relationship didn't feel, we. I don't feel like we were this tense or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Stop and beauty hunt. Look around you, find, hunt for five things that are beautiful and, like, say them aloud. Jet's butt. Yeah. On his nose. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. A lot of beauty hunting in this lifestyle. But yeah, patience will take you a long way. Staying calm. Um, something that I feel like we're constantly learning is it really, I mean, you always hear to stay calm in situations. Like, it'll they'll figure themselves out. It can seem or it can be harder to stay calm I think in this lifestyle because a lot of times the problems or the issues you're facing are things that you've never had to deal with before in your 30 years of being on the earth or whatever how long ever long you've been here and yes (laughs) (laughs) and so it can be hard to stay calm when even you know at this age you're still facing new issues and new problems that you've never had before. So you don't have any kind of blueprint to go off of, of like, oh yeah, last time this happened, we did this, this, and this, and it was all okay. It's like, wait, this has never happened before. My car and my house have never just been broken down on the side of the road before (laughs) with no service on, you know, climbing up. all my water, all my groceries. Climbing up a mountain. Like, what am I going to do? You just, you have to... Stay open to creative solutions. Like, mm-hmm. just like, you know, living the lifestyle we were used to living in a house, in a city, or whatever, you learn, okay, like we figured this out before. The situation is a little different, but I'm sure we'll figure it out this time. Same with being in the van or living on the road. Just the solution might have to be, you have to, might have to get a little more creative with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can't just like call someone to come to your house and fix it. Yeah. So that being said, you do have to be ready for the unknown and the uncomfortable. Yes, because it comes, it comes daily, almost momently. And I love the beauty hunting. Yeah. I feel like I I went beauty hunting today. Right before this, I went on a hike through the Suwaros. And it's, it did, it kind of reconnected me to this, like this main question of like considering my why, like these experiences like I had are, are just accessible on the daily. Like all the sunsets we've seen, especially since we've been in Arizona, like they start to run together, but then they all stand out individually. And I know they're there inside mm-hmm. of me, part of me. And that you just, you can't take that away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when I have to spend all day walking around the city with our dogs while someone works on our van slash house and have nowhere to go or live, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. And even though we have to go into town every five days to get water and we have to pump our water out and. Yep pee outside and all these things yep dig holes when we want to poop so yeah it is kind of asking yourself the question of why because there are going to be things that are not as convenient or more uncomfortable or that are more unknown that you do face and have to deal with and just because also i want to say this too just because you do have a strong connected why doesn't mean those things aren't going to be hard and challenging because they still will but it comes from a more rooted place, I guess. I just feel like it's almost like when you start considering your why, especially if we're doing a lifestyle, it's it's not like you don't come up with one answer. 
it's almost like That's a moment to moment thing when you're presented <laughs> with these challenges it helps you like be like okay why why am i doing this now like why am i doing it again what it's like beginning over again but as you consider that question i feel like you start it's kind of like just a journey a constant journey of keep asking yourself and like finding your purpose you're constantly reassessing you're constantly reassessing yeah yeah all that being said though something that will help make this lifestyle choice a lot easier is finding a good mechanic find (laughs) a good mechanic i feel like we've if you take one one. thing from this episode find a good (laughs) Good mechanic. mechanic And uh, we have found one. I'm actually wearing the t-shirt. Ron's Diesel Dog <laughs> in Buena Vista. He works on diesel engines. He works on RVs, buses. I'm giving him this promo free of charge, Ron. <laughs> we'll come see you in, the, in probably in a month or so. Yes. Or next month. But, uh, yeah, it's – and I feel like everyone we've met on the road who's been on the road for a long time, they all found kind of like their mechanic mm-hmm. um, that, that will get them where they need to be. I mean, it's it can be – Having a good one that is your, like, solid home base spot is just, it's so vital. It's so crucial and so helpful. I know when we first moved into the van, we personally did not have a good mechanic. Thankful we found ours pretty quickly. And, I mean, we definitely have needed him. And he has helped us get to where we are. I mean... I mean, he says it himself. Because he always takes us in right away and mm -hmm. fixes whatever. And he's like, I'm just trying to keep you guys on the road. He's like, that is what your life is yeah and he's like i'm like everyone else can wait they're just trying to get their car back he's like (laughs) you guys are trying to get on the road so um we've really appreciated ron and Mm -hmm. i mean how do you find a good mechanic i don't know we just looked on google and he had great reviews but (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) that it just it happened just because of where we were we were having issues with the van we literally just looked up the nearest mechanics and we found him and like he stuck he was probably I guess he was like the third mechanic who had worked on our van yeah. at that point. So we had taken it a couple spots before that. And I mean, of course, there are going to be times like there have been times he's up in Colorado and we haven't been up there for an extended period of time since the fall. So there are definitely times where you're not going to necessarily have access to your good mechanic. I mean, we've had work done in Montrose, Colorado, mm-hmm. Buena Vista, Colorado, Denver, Sedona. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's been everywhere, but he's kind of the guy who that we've just found that we can trust and i feel like almost the universe kind of like nudged him our way when yeah. we were considering our why but we were say, being challenged i would say when you are in a spot where your mechanic that you have found isn't and there's not really a way you can get to them you do kind of i think learn a way to find a good local mechanic who can fix your problem right then and there mm-hmm. you know like a good one one stopper yeah well i mean even then we've met some of these people that we've met i would go back to like mm-hmm. uh, the guy we met in Sedona mm-hmm. is very kind of like a Ron guy. And I just mm-hmm. feel like you, you kind of meet the right people. And even though challenges present themselves, like you figure out solutions to them, like you said. And, you, and people, like, if you're open to help, mm-hmm. people will help you. People mm-hmm. want to help. And um, it's been cool. We've I feel like we met very cool people. I mean, we would go, after we met Ron and his, his partner Todd, we would just stop by at nights and bring over beers mm-hmm. and, like, hang out with them while he closes down the shop. It kind Mm -hmm. of became that, which is another cool thing. Yeah. I really like what you said about asking for help because you are really vulnerable living this way. Mm -hmm. Like I said, your car is your house. Your house is your car. And I know nothing about, we know shit about cars. So (laughs) if something is wrong, yeah, if something is wrong with that, you're down a house and a car. (laughs) I mean, and you're, you're basically, you are now homeless. Yeah. 
Like, essentially. And, I mean, throw dogs into... I mean, you're not... Throw dogs into the mix, too, and, like, finding an Airbnb or a hotel you can stay with your dogs. It just kind of adds another It's just, layer. like, I mean, if you're trying to live minimalistically, you don't want to spend, that mu- like, that much money on one night of living in something. <laughs> like True. That, you know, I, so it just adds into the cost of not only are you paying for a mechanic... Now you're having to get a spot for your dog, like find a spot for your dogs and and pay for a uh, night. And yeah, so all that stuff works. Jet had something to say about that one. Yeah, Jet, Jet's fired about that. But in those moments, that's when you go back to your why. <laughs> that's when you beauty hunt. You beauty hunt <laughs> you beauty and you hunt. ask yourself, you reassess your why. Why am I doing this thing? Yes, I'm like all the beauty is on those all those blinking lights on the dashboard. <laughs> That's the beauty. I like the red one. I like the orange one over here. Ooh, this yellow one's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 So, yeah, knowing your why, it's a constantly evolving thing, and it's definitely a spot that you can just return to in the hard moments. And knowing your why is going consider to... Your consider not, your why. Consider your why. I don't want to play it. Plagiarize Henry. Okay. Okay. Consider, consider your why. Consider your why. Yes. Or just consider why you're doing it is the first question. Is the first question. Once no you consider slogans, no no tag phrases. <laughs> once you consider why you're gonna do it, then you kind of have to start thinking. Okay, how am I gonna do this? Mm-hmm. Do I want to do this full time? Do I want to do it part time? If you go full time, obviously there's lots of questions. You know, what are you gonna do in the winter when it rains, when it snows? How are you gonna make money? That's a big one, which is why circle back around to why we've been <laughs> outside of Tucson. Yes, because. We are living in it full time. Like we have no other spot to call our home that we yeah. have. Like a... some people rent out their homes and live full time on the road, uh-huh. and that kind of kills two. No, we're not saying that anymore. That uh, knocks out two. You get strikes. twice as drunk with one drink. There we go. Wasn't that it? <laughs> Something like that. Because you still have a house you can go back to if you need to. And also, you're making money while you're on the road. Yeah. We don't have that. <laughs> so, yes, when you go full-time, if you don't have any kind of place to fall back on, what are you going to do in the winter or in the snow or in the rain? Do you have um, a home or a mobile home that's compatible for those things? Is it four-season compatible? If it is cold in winter, do you have a place you can be warm? If it and starts it's raining. Called, yes, it's called the Ironwood National Monument outside of Tucson. That's where we've been staying to stay warm. But it's definitely something considered, like to consider. We're basically forced. Everyone we've met who's living full time is kind of around this little corner of America, Southwest yeah. America, because we're all or or down in Florida. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's about it. Maybe the um, coast of Texas. But we're all kind of. I don't want to say forced because this life is freeing. It's like we can go anywhere whenever. We could. But we're all kind of forced to be down in this little corner because... It's... But if you want to be comfortable and be able yeah. to be outside of your tiny space, this You have is to where be where it's warm. Be. Yeah. And it's the most comfortable. This, I mean, we've talked about it on plenty of podcasts, but living on the road, especially where our front sliding side door opens right out into the desert, you don't want to be doing that in the cold or the rain or the snow. It gets immensely harder, exponentially harder, and not as comfortable. Yeah. And creates a lot of problems. Not as comfortable in, like, plenty of ways. Physically not as comfortable because yeah. you're cold and trying not to be wet. And then also just, like, also physically not as comfortable with another human being and two dogs in yes. this tiny, tiny space. The van starts seeing, seeming really small mm-hmm. all of a sudden. 
So those are things to definitely consider if you're thinking full-time. But if you still have the travel bug and you want to have freedom, but maybe not that be susceptible that much to the weather and to um, things out of your control that might be in full-time, you could always do part-time. You can travel seasonally. You can be what we like to call weekend warriors. Weekend warrior. We've met plenty of weekend warriors out here. (laughs) Now, it might not be the weekends. But it just means that they're not full-time living out of whatever rig they're in. Mm-hmm. Whether it be an RV, a fifth wheel, a little pull-behind camper. It's basically like people going on like an extended camping trip, but they have more than a tent. Mm-hmm. Even people who are just doing like three months. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit different yeah. on how they're doing it. There's they're people kind of, who do the, it. We always say also another phrase we use is, we're in a marathon. Some people are in a sprint. <laughs> yeah, some people will do it, yeah, like over the summer, just for like three months, uh-huh. which is super cool and awesome. And then, yeah, they have their home back at their home, <laughs> Yeah, which is a cool way to do it. It might be a cool way to kind of test out maybe if you want to do it full time. Yeah. Potentially. So, so how it changes how you want to be doing it. Neither way is right nor wrong. It kind of plays into your why as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all these questions we'll pose will play together. But yeah. like how you want to do it part-time changes a lot uh, compared to if you just want to do it, if you want to do it full-time. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing to consider with, consider how you're going to do it. How are you going to make money while you're on the road? If you do have a job that allows you to work remotely, how are you going to be able to work remotely? Mm -hmm. Something that we have really leaned heavily on, um, are some boondocking apps and websites. The internet and apps are great to help you find out information on, okay, I'm now working remotely, but I need to be in places that have good service. Mm -hmm. And ways, there are ways you can figure that out before you get to a spot and you're shit out of luck. There are boondocking apps. Campendium is a great one that we use. And there are reviews on there. And people will say in the reviews what the service is like. A lot of people sometimes, too, will say, I was able to fully work while I was here. Uh People will say what the service is like. They'll say what the roads are like so you can know, okay, will my rig be able to make it to these spots? Because a lot of times you're driving on county roads or unpaved roads, and those can kind of be a toss-up. One second it's fine. The next second it goes straight uphill, and it's (laughs) rocky, and you're like, well, now I can't turn around. So, yeah. Reviews are great for toast Reviews are help with roads Mm -hmm. and spots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That has been really, really crucial, I think, for us in finding spots on where we want to stay. Or if we intentionally, like, you know, we want to be totally off-grid this weekend or this Uh week. Like, I don't want service. I don't want a lot of people. So maybe I do want a road that's a little more challenging. Boondocking apps will help you with that, too. Yep. We've found pretty much, I think, every single spot on the boondocking app. Or we've asked a few locals for spots in in certain towns. But more times than not, we're just looking up a boondocking app reading a review, and then scouting it ourselves. And some some of the times, like, the reviews have been good, but then we pull in and know immediately, like, we don't want to stay here long term. Yeah. Um, even if it does kind of check off a lot of boxes. It just doesn't feel like the right spot for one reason feeling. or another. Yeah. But. Yeah. Another thing to consider, too, with how are you going to make this work, if you are, you know, on the road full-time working, um, how are you going to have power to work? Yeah, that's a big thing. It's a big thing for us, mm-hmm. too. Because a lot of 
obviously a lot of remote jobs are going to be done on a laptop or on a phone or something that definitely needs power. So if you are in some kind of rig, I mean, this poses another question. Whatever you're living in, do you want it to be able to have hookups? Do you want to have the ability when and if you need it to stay at RV parks or campgrounds or places that you can plug your RV in and have access to sure power all the time? Or do you want to be in a rig like ours that we have no hookups? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is no way for us to plug in anywhere, but we need power. So we do have solar. But once again, that's a little out of our control. If it's cloudy a few days in a row. We won't have power for a while. We're not going to have power. So, but if you're only part-time, if you're only doing the, like a weekend thing, you won't need that. You maybe you don't need that kind of extra power. You can just mm-hmm. go out and like live completely off-grid, unplugged for a few days. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing that full-time, trying to work, trying to be connected as most people are in the 21st century, then like that is definitely a consideration. Yeah. And something that we ended up purchasing once we moved into the van that was really, really helpful was a portable battery. So we do have two... Portable battery slash power charging station. I don't really know Ooh. their technical terms. Some people <laughs> refer to them even as like mini generators, but it's all just, there's no gas or... Yeah. It's just, it's solar based. So yes. we charge ours, you can p- charge it in AC, DC, or charge it with solar panels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it basically, when we bought it, I think it was like our backup. We were like, okay, when our solar yeah. is just down or we, ha- we know we're going to have a few cloudy days, this is our backup. And it has been great like i don't think there has ever since we bought it i don't think there's like i mean knock on wood i don't really think there's been like a period where we just have been like really dead on power no and that i mean that is coming from we also have two 100 watt solar panels like mounted on the van roof that charge two batteries so like we have um solar powered in the van but this is kind of like a backup or second option but Everyone we've met on the road has a second, have one has solar panels and like a first option of energy, but then also has some kind of portable battery or charging station. Mm-hmm. And if you get the big rigs, they'll get a generator. I'm not a big generator guy. I like these little portable power stations, but I'm a big rap guy. Big rap guy. Big rap guy. <laughs> <laughs> but not a big generator guy. One, they're noisy as shit. Big and portable will, power like, station is, guy. Added, yeah, big portable power station. So everyone we've met who does already have solar panels is some kind of like charging station inside their rig, whether, whether it be a van or a, a camper, they also will have some kind of portable charging station. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a huge one. And it's it's been cool, too, to kind of create. We've been able to create kind of like a charging system with it. So, you kind of get like a charging schedule there. Yeah, charging schedule. So it's it's obviously best, I think, to use your solar or to use, yeah, to use your solar panels when the sun is out. So you're constantly feeding it power as you're taking it power, mm-hmm. as opposed to if we plugged into our solar powered batteries. If we plug in everything at night, um, there's, yeah, you feel like you're just draining. <laughs> yeah, every, uh, it's just no draining with no give back nourishment, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like typically what we have done is. Our little portable power station that we have named Remus. Remus. We've talked about Remus before. Yeah. He he's chilling on the roof right now, collecting the last rays of daylight. Yes. So in Remus, his little panels. Remus gets behind to his dressing room. His dressing room. <laughs> so Remus will charge via his own little solar panel. So in the mornings, we will put him up on the roof so he can charge. And during the day, when we need to plug things in, we use um, the batteries in here in the van that are charged by the solar panels on the roof. So we're taking power from those panels as the sun is feeding them power. So it's a good yes. cycle. 
Then, once nighttime comes, we pull Remus down from the roof, and anything we need to charge at night, we just charge on him. So then the next morning, he gets filled up. So he yeah. does get drained without nourishment, but that's kind of what he's for. But, I mean, we have more, I mean, with the kind of the schedule we've developed now, which is, uh, I think you had in your kind of tip notes, was, like, develop a charging schedule. Mm -hmm. I mean, which we have now. Even when we're both trying to work on our laptops for, like, multiple hours a day. Mm -hmm. And then also, I still want to be able to play Nintendo Switch at night, mm -hmm. um, which is a huge one. We need to keep our phones charged. You know, we like having lights and all this stuff. Like, developing a schedule has been clutch. But that being said, I'm a big... Big light girl. Big light girl. Big. <laughs> You're big a big rap girl. guy. I'm a big rap, a big light, light girl. As in she likes lights around the van. Yes. I like nighttime lights. Nighttime vibes. I like nighttime vibes. Lights just kind of set the mood. And this was something that I really wanted in the van. And something that I feel like I've had to adapt to is now, since I want my lights on at night... When our roof solar panels are not getting charged, and usually Remus is being used for something else like the switch mm -hmm. or something like that, I've started just buying battery powered lights, and it's been awesome. That way, we don't have to charge anything. So, anything you can get, anything that you want that normally would plug in that you can find a battery charge of, like we got a battery charged or we have a battery running um, diffuser now. Because that was something we wanted to keep as well. Yeah, oil diffuser lights. Or you can even find solar charging lights. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have like those patio lights or yard lights that are done by solar panels that you can light up and then put in your van. So once again, it's just about finding a creative solution instead of saying, oh, I don't want to bring these lights and have those drain all my power when I need the power for my laptop. You know, something that seemed more important. Mm -hmm. Coming up with a creative solution. Okay, I think I can have these lights and still set the mood I want in here. How can I do that? Battery powered. So, or anything, or solar powered. Or anything that is USB chargeable is actually really good too because you can just plug it into the into the car when yep. you need to. Um, and another thing that goes along with power is get to know the brand Dometic. <laughs> yes. AKA Dom. He was another clutch thing, which is consi I, like if you're going full-time or part-time, obviously we're more from a full-time bias mm -hmm. in answering these questions but a dometic cooler or dometic refrigerator there's lots of different options mm -hmm. we have one of the smaller options but um i think we've described this before but he's kind of like part cooler part refrigerator where he does have a compressor and a temperature control that i think ours can get down to seven degrees or like yeah, negative it can, get, it can get down pretty cold um but you're able to set the temperature and then it just once it gets down to that temperature via its compressor um, being plugged in via AC or DC, mm -hmm. um, then it it's able to maintain that temperature at a very low voltage. Very low power wattage. loss. Yeah, yeah, very low power loss. Yeah. And it's great. You can turn it off at night when it gets cold and it acts like a cooler. It helps you really conserve power yeah. and energy. Dom's been great because, yeah, like we said earlier, with the um, taking power while the panels are getting charged during the day. That's exactly uh -huh. what we do with Dom. He's plugged into the batteries that are in our van that are being charged by the solar panels on the roof. And so we just run him during the day while the solar panels are still being replenished. And then we turn him off at night. And since he is part cooler, he still holds his cool. And since we're also in the desert, which still gets really cold at night, mm -hmm. then he does really well at night. Yeah. Being he still locked, stays Being cool. hidden away in our dark little corner of the van. Yeah. 
So that has worked really well. And it took a little bit for us to pull the trigger and go that route. We tried so hard to make our mini fridge work, but mini fridges are not made for this life. <laughs> they are made for dorm rooms. <laughs> no, but once again, it all figures into considering like why are you going to do it and then how you're going to do it. It all yeah. plays into we wanted to be full time. So we needed, we know we, we need needed some kind of refrigeration system to keep our produce mm-hmm. and other items fresh in the van. And that led us into like, and then you start considering, well, how's your how are you going to provide power? Mm-hmm. What is your electricity going to be? And well, at the same time, we knew we needed that, and we knew we needed to keep our laptops charged and all these. Yeah. All, Amy needs her lights, all these other things. So, like, you know, then you start learning, okay, how can we, like, reconfigure this puzzle to make it work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another big thing with uh, how you want to do it full-time or part-time is uh, toys. <laughs> <laughs> or extra extracurricular toys slash entertainment. Because yes. uh, you can't just, like, drive down to the bar when you're out here. Or, or I mean, you gotta, Tumbleweed Lounge isn't far. The Tumbleweed Lounge is not far, <laughs> but... Um, you do find different ways to entertain yourself. So this is, once again, we can only speak from a full-time perspective. But since we are living out here full-time... You do just find different ways to entertain yourself. And for some people, that is like bringing along like, you know, motorbikes or yeah. what else I mean, have we we, seen? you'll see motorbikes, you'll see raptors, you'll see uh, people, ATVs. mountain bikes, ATVs. Just a lot of motor everything. things. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of big motor things. Yes, mm-hmm. those are Or huge. kayaks. Or kayaks, dirt bikes, dirt bikes yeah. mountain bikes, uh, a lot of climbers and hikers. Yes. Our toys are more like guitar, ukulele, mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch, our hiking boots. Books. Books, yoga. So, I mean, yeah, it's something to consider in how you want to be doing it. How are you going to be spending your time on a day-to-day basis, especially if you don't have work to do mm-hmm. or if you want uh, a free day to do something like what are you, think, how, what are you going to do i think also what comes in here is so some things maybe you do enjoy doing in your house so like i feel like one that we've adapted well is the switch mm-hmm. so we liked playing video games and i feel like that is Thank something God for the nintendo switch <laughs> i think that is something you don't really see a lot of people doing on the road or probably if you think about living on the road full-time like oh well i'm gonna have to get rid of that i can't do that anymore yeah, like no video games that's for sure yeah yeah but not always the case once again try to find the creative solution there okay maybe we don't take even though we do have it but we have not used it in the van Maybe we don't take the Xbox because it pulls so much power. Still giving me shit for this. It pulls. Since episode two, I believe you've been giving me crap for bringing all these video game systems. It pulls so much power. <laughs> it's big. You know, all these things. So you're like, okay, is is there a smaller console out there? Maybe that doesn't take as much power. Maybe it's a little more portable. And then one thing leads to the next. Next thing you know, you've got a switch in your van, and you just plug it up to a projector, so you're basically playing it on a TV, and bada-boom, bada-bing. I mean, yeah. There's no there's no wrong way to be doing the life on the road. It's just, you know, how do you want to do it? Make mm-hmm. it yours. How, do, how, do you, how are you going to keep yourself entertained? How are you going to travel, either part-time or full-time? How are you going to do – how are you going to provide yourself energy for the things you want to do? So. And that's kind of, I think, one of the coolest things, too, about meeting people out on the road is seeing how they've adapted it to their lifestyle. Yeah. Of course, there's new things you're going to pick up and, like – Maybe there are some things or hobbies or extracurricular activities you start doing on here that you didn't do in your previous life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do think you can still bring a lot of those things that you enjoy with you on this journey. Yeah. 
you you can make it yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last consideration we had mm-hmm. is, and uh, it plays into all other ones, the other ones, but like consider where you want to be going mm-hmm. while in it, or where you want to, yeah, where you want to be going. Yeah, and so obviously kind of like things we've touched on before, there's lots of things to consider with that. Do you want to be in places that you can hook up, a.k.a. do you want to be planning a little more in advance and booking um, campsites at campgrounds and RV resorts and things like that? Like I just said, no wrong way to do it. We stayed in an RV resort for a few nights and met several people who were doing it. I think, I don't know if we met any full-timers other than the people we were traveling with, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people who were doing it for like a month. A month or like six months yeah. because of COVID. They pulled their kid out of school. Now they're traveling in an RV. But what their travel life looks like is they're just going from like RV resort to RV park to maybe campground. Like they're always having access to hookups, to bathrooms, to probably like it's more of like an apartment living complex. And a sure spot to be Yes. along the way. You know, they always know we're going to be here for these two weeks and then we're going to go here for this month and then we're going to, mm. you know. They have it way more planned out, mm-hmm. but also way, yeah. Which, once again, depending on your situation, I mean, that might be what you want if you're doing this on your own. You know, that might be what you want. Mm-hmm. Or especially, I think, I would think, if you have kids, a little more planned out, a little more structure would probably help. Yeah. But that's one thing to think about. I mean, kind of we touched on this too. Wi-Fi, if you're staying at places like that, you're probably going to have access to Wi-Fi or at least cell service, maybe. Yes. If you are traveling with pets, that might kind of uh, sway your decision and where you decide to go. Well, that's been another huge one for us. Obviously, we have two dogs, Mm -hmm. and the first spot we ever parked in Arizona was (laughs) no bueno for El Perro, Los Perros. It was not good for the dogs because of the Choya cacti. Chorizo Choya. Choya It was a beautiful spot, but there were tons of Choya cacti around, which are just the most vicious cacti ever produced. Yeah, so we've had to be very careful. Even though we've been in the desert for since like November, we've had to be very careful mm-hmm. and picky, or should I say prickly, in choosing our spots to make sure they're not. <laughs> Thank you. To make sure they're not prickly. Not only, I mean, mainly for our dogs. Yeah. Like we can handle a lot of stuffs by avoiding them. Our dogs don't seem to have quite the eye or the uh, the foot the hand, coordination, the hand eye, the foot coordination foot to coordination. avoid some of the prickly things that they step on. Yeah. So th- that's been a huge one when you're considering where you want to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, is like if you're having pets or even yourself, if you want to avoid these obstacles, then that you can may need to stay in like RV park as opposed to we're staying in BLM land in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Yeah. So the land we're staying on is not like. Yeah, it's not, like, paved and, like, there's not a spot made out yeah. where you can walk around barefoot. I do miss walking around barefoot. Where you can walk around barefoot and be totally fine. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's something else to think about. Another thing to think about is do you want to have, I mean, even though you are living on the road, you can, there are still options to have access to bathrooms, to have access to yeah. plumbing, to have access to showers. Do you want that? And if so, how often do you want it? Do you want it all the time? Do you want it sometimes? It's funny. Like from you can stay at campgrounds that will have at least a vault toilet, mm-hmm. but maybe no running water. Mm-hmm. Or you could stay at like an RV park or even a campground with a full bathhouse. Yeah, with that running, has water, running water and yeah. maybe even a shower. Yeah. Or you can stay where we are and we have nothing but a vault little porta potty toilet built into the van. Uh-huh. But if we want to go number two, we have to go dig a cat hole, which mm-hmm. also plays into the where. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then also. 
it's funny for me to think back on when we first started or when we, I know when we bought the van at least. So like before COVID had hit, mm-hmm. I remember thinking when I was thinking of the shower situation, cause obviously our van doesn't yes. have a shower in it. And I remember thinking like, oh yeah, we'll just get, which a lot of people who live full time on the road do this. We'll just get like a, um, a, a membership to like a planet fitness or something. Yes. And, and a lot will, of people have recommended that to us. And we will use those showers. Well then COVID hit and all the, planet fitnesses and all of the fitness places closed for a while and we were like okay maybe we can't count on that anymore so i had to find a new solution once again you get creative and someone was creative and created a solar shower (laughs) someone created a big plastic black bag that just you can fill up with water put out in the sun and it gets scorching hot Mm -hmm. by the time you're ready to take a shower later that day yeah and then you hang it from something we hang it from our van but you can always hang it from a tree and there's a little tube that comes down from it and so you just open open the valve and gravity does its thing and water comes down it's very simple it's very simple it makes so much sense it's just the simplest shower so there are still possibilities so like we typically have i mean pretty much every provision run we're able to fill our shower up with our excess water so we pretty much every four days have like a full shower Mm mm-hmm I mean, with everything, there's multiple solutions to every problem. Mm -hmm. How do you want to shower? I mean, I think the, like, the the showering at, like, fitness areas is now available. Yeah, I think it is. More than ever. But now it's like, that doesn't really fit. Like, do you want to be leaving town to, like, drive into town or add another thing to do on our list of, like, being able to take a shower and then paying kind of for a shower monthly when we can just fill up on water and get it for free and have, like, no water bill? Yeah, but then, um, like, the downside, or I guess the con to the way we do it is you need to plan in advance. Like, you need to plan in advance. You can't, be be like, you can't just be like, I want to take a shower. I mean, you could. And I want to take a shower right now but out of cold. the blue. Yeah. So, you kind of have to plan. You also are dependent on the weather. So, like, it needs to be a sunny day. Yeah. And maybe it is super, super sunny in the morning and you're excited. You put your shower out. And in the afternoon, it gets super windy or it gets cold or cloudy. Which always happens to me. My shower is really hot, <laughs> yeah. but there's always, like, a little chilly breeze going on while I'm trying to shower. And that, it makes it pretty pretty tough sometimes. So, there are still some variables. But, yeah, once again, it's just, you you get to choose your experience and just know that there are several options out there. Yes. But that, that's another huge one when you're considering where bathroom mm-hmm. for you and for your dogs. Mm-hmm. And not just bathroom, but consider that with shower and cleaning. And, like, all back to, like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. If you want to just live out and be dirty and then, you know what? That's that's you. You can do it. There's no wrong ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to push the limits on how long I can go without showering. <laughs> not intentionally. The Well, we showered the other day, right? I did. Yes, and when you shower, it feels like I showered. So I don't. I still lot. don't know how this one works, but, but. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, consider where you want to go, and what. I mean, considering where you want to go, I feel like can really be. It can be centered around what you want to see, like where you want to travel, what uh-huh. you see. But it also, especially if you're living full time, is probably going to be considered around anemones. Anemones, and then also financially, I think one reason we try like uh, when people ask us like where have you guys been staying like campgrounds and national parks Mm -hmm. and stuff and it's like no we've only paid for like under five nights of since we've been in the van in seven months for a place to stay at night we have no rent outside of what we call our loan on the van Mm -hmm. which is what we call our rent but like Mm -hmm. on a night per night basis the spots we're staying at are free but then some people choose if you want to do 
if you want to travel in an RV resort or be more accessible to like national parks and or state parks and campgrounds, you're going to be paying every night for those spots, which some people do. That's and another. There's, there's not the wrong way. That's another thing. If you are paying probably to stay in like these parks, or obviously if you're staying in the national park, you're right there. But if you're also staying, paying to stay in like a campground or an RV park, an RV resort, you are probably going to be closer to the places you're wanting to go. So for example. If you're wanting to go see... If that's how you want to spend your time. Yeah. If you are wanting to go see a national park, or if you want to be close to the grocery store, you want to be close to XYZ, if you're paying for a spot, you're probably going to be close to those places. If you're not paying for a spot, like we typically do, it's going to be like a full day trip pretty much to do anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it just goes back to the pros and cons (laughs) and what you want. I mean, what you want. Everything. Yeah. What do you want? And I think... That's why these three questions are are good at helping you find what you want, why you want it, and then how you want to do it. And then also, I think in this process of considering these questions, you might have some answers to them now, and then maybe you do start living on the road, and then your answers change. It's a constant <laughs> tweaking, retweaking, yep. figuring out, refiguring out, learning, relearning, paying paying more (laughs) yeah nothing is i mean nothing is set in stone in this lifestyle it's a constant ebb and flow a constant constant change constantly reassessing which provides at one sense the utmost freedom where do we want to stay tonight wherever we want like but then also that carries with it a lot of weighted questions of how are you going to do it where are you going to be what do you want what do you want essentially essentially what do you need yeah so yeah, any that that's it. Consider I, <laughs> consider why you want to be doing it. Consider how you want to be doing it, and consider where you want to be doing it. And, and know that there is no wrong way. Know that there is no wrong way, and that if it's something that it feels like is a dream, or a dream life, or something you want to pursue, I heavily encourage you to just do it. AKA Nike. <laughs> and I have We're a, using all the slogans this time around. I heavily encourage you to not limit what the experience might look like. Or try to mold it to what our experience is or exactly. what someone else's experience is. So far, I have yet to meet another person on the road who's, a, who's living out of the exact type rig we are with all its, like, either potential capabilities or lack of mm-hmm. capabilities that our van has and doing it as we do. Everyone is completely doing it differently, doing it their way. But uh, and it's just, yeah, I don't have an answer to that. I don't have a you're wrap up to that. Con- on, <laughs> yeah, I'm expounding endlessly with no conclusion. Yeah. And it just, it kind of, without intentionally, it kind of just like blends itself into this constant you know like transformation of yourself because you Uh are constantly reassessing where you're at and what you need and adapting and changing your lifestyle around that because you kind of have to ask yourself those questions yeah it's uh as katie called it in our podcast it's a tin can of self-reflection yeah and though you may though you may not be in a van i feel like a lot of i feel like this life just presents those questions to you a lot you there's so much, though it feels like there's so much to look at, you really get introspective in your own personal journey. Mm-hmm. And now I just can't stop staring at this sunset we're witnessing <laughs> right now. Another Arizona sunset, which we can't even describe these purples and pinks and oranges and magentas and 
each one has been so unique. Yeah, yeah so unique and yeah. Let's. I think we should. I think enjoy we should this. end. Yeah, end the <laughs> podcast and watch the sunset, and also the little sliver of the crescent moon that's appeared. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Thank you so much for tuning in for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace out. Bye.